Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches. And honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash betches. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. I'm addicted to you because you know that I'm toxic. 
I like when people sing like that when they get into their like throaty register. They're like, yeah. <laughs> this has already started. This has started bad, folks. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. I am Ryan Bailey. And this is Friday. It is Friday. We have made it through another week. I, you know, once you get into the the Wednesdays, you're just in like this kind of uh, tractor beam force where you're just like headed straight towards the weekend and you don't know how you're going to get there. But we, we've gotten there. We have gotten there. And today it is just me and you. Uh, I'm going to do a couple stories and then I'm going to do a Kardashian recap of tonight's episode. How are you guys doing? Are you good? Um, I, uh, gosh, I got to, you know, I went to Tom Tom the other night. I came back and I recorded the intro to that. And I got to tell you, I, uh, I was, I was tipsy. I, if you go back and listen, I, I love, you know, what's so disappointing. I am tipsy. I'm responsible tipsy now. Like I went out to Tom Tom, had a great time and I knew I had to finish the podcast. So I love that. I'm not even like, I'm it's it's like my Irish Catholic part of me where I'm like really responsible, even, you know, I'm like, gotta go, gotta, gotta put the podcast together. I don't even know what I said, folks. I don't even know what I said. I know the interview was great with Jess from Hot Takes and Deep Dives. And by the way, we had so many great interviews this week, just like every week. It really is shocking. Um, Dumois on, uh, on two Wednesday's episode. Once again, I am so sorry about the audio on that, but She's using this voice manipulator thing, and I don't, I, I, I don't, I know why, kind of, but I don't know why. But you know what? It's a mystery. I don't want to ask, but I know uh, a lot of you guys reached out that the sound was challenging, and I know that's why I said before. I, I still think it was great, but you know, anyways, uh, we live, we learn, and we move on. So, do you guys have any fun plans this weekend? You guys got it. So the CDC. The Centers for Disease Control sent a statement today saying that if you got vaccinated, you are able to now not wear a mask anymore. Isn't that I, I, I really I, I wear the mask so well. I, that's probably what Batman says. I wear the mask. I wear the mask so well, but I have so many different masks. And now it's like the mask industry is just going to. It's going to suffer greatly. I've got so many funny, quirky masks. My mom made me a bunch of masks. Um, oh, and by the way, my mom got her Mother's Day gift. I um, There are these two um, sisters, the, the Solomon sisters, and I was on their podcast uh, um, a couple weeks ago, uh, which is called Tongue-in-Cheek, uh, tongue uh, C-H-I-C, and they are jewelry designers and I, I like fashionistas and just really two cool sisters, and they're going to come on the podcast I uh, pretty soon, I think think but they uh they design jewelry and they 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 designed my mom this beautiful necklace and she sent me a picture of it today and uh it was just it was weird because it was a nude picture with just the no, <laughs> no she sent the picture and and somebody already asked her like somebody she went out in public and somebody already asked her about the necklace and i thought that was just so cool and so special and uh i think the solomon sisters listen so hi guys uh i, I can't wait to talk to you again but, um, yeah, so anyways, um, my mom made a bunch of masks that's, you know, she, she did crossword puzzles and masks during this whole pandemic. And, uh, I just, I, I now I'm sitting on about 80 different types of masks and the CDC is saying, I don't have to wear masks anymore. And I don't, I like, I like all of this. I am not ready for any of this. I'm not ready to go maskless. Now it's like every, all of this just, you know. 
and you guys, like, I feel more prepared than most of you guys. Most of you guys are, like, kind of cool and stuff like that. I have always been an awkward person. I was an awkward kid before that. I am used to living my life in full awkwardness. But now it's even more awkward on top of awkward because I'm like, uh, do I wear a mask? Where do, do I, if I go to Target, do I wear a mask? Like, you know, like, and then you have these weird thoughts of like, okay, well, but how, how is this store trusting that I'm saying that I got that? Va- like I got vaccinated. I did, but they're, they're having to trust me. Like Target is having to trust Ryan Bailey that I got vaccinated. And also I, I got to tell you, there's a lot of liars out there. You think people are just going to say they got vaccinated so they can walk around without a mask. I mean, I see crazy shit in Los Angeles all the time. So we're supposed to trust our fellow brothers and sisters. Do you see what I'm saying? Something is not adding up to me. And I'm just, I just, I was not prepared for that news. I keep saying this. This is like one of those things like I keep saying, like, I'm not prepared. I don't have my summer body. I don't have this. I don't have that. I think the big thing is just, I'm not prepared. And then some of you guys, I got to get up on Instagram because some of you guys are prepared. Some of you guys are do, are killing it out there. And you have families and you're killing it with your families and you're killing it. And then... I was watching Dr. Tiffany Moon's Instagram stories, or I think it was an Instagram. And by the way, I don't, I, I will get into the Cameron Westcott stuff with my friend Kate Legayko on our Dallas reunion recaps, part one and two. I think we're recording it tomorrow. Um, I would have recorded it today, but I was severely hungover from three drinks from Tom Tom. So that that's going to go great for me in the future. Um, but Cameron Westcourt, I just I think is. She's not doing herself any favors, but Dr. Tiffany Moon from Real Housewives of Dallas, I was watching her say something and she was she was saying how um, people ask women in particular, how do you juggle it all? You know, you, you have a family, you have a job, you have all of these responsibilities. How do you juggle it all? And she says, she said, you know, people don't ask my husband that they only ask women that. And I thought I was, I really had to think about that. Like I never thought about that before. Do you, do you, do you women who listen, do you find that to be the case? Because I, by the way, I do think that of women, like, how do you juggle it all? But I I don't, I don't mean it in a demeaning way. I just mean it like genuinely, how are all the women in my life so high functioning and all the men in my life, stupid pieces of shit. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like, I don't know. I don't understand how I'm just so like, I can, I can do two things. I can do the podcast and I can do half of one other thing. And then I'm seeing women do everything. I, all the, all my women friends in life are like so high functioning. And it's like, how are you? I, I just feel like, you know, I used to think about this with celebrities and maybe it's like women at the same thing. I feel like you guys get special women pills or it's like celebrity get special celebrity pills. Cause when I was a kid, I would notice they would show pictures. I remember like Michael Keaton, the actor. I was obsessed with Michael Keaton because he played Batman and I love Batman. And I remember looking at pictures of Michael Keaton when he was like, you know, younger and he was just like kind of goofy and slovenly and just, you know, like nothing, nothing special. And then all of a sudden he was like a big actor and all like he looked all well groomed and manicured and his skin looked great. This is probably a bad example, but you know what I'm saying? Where you'll see celebrities before they're celebrities. And once they're celebrities, you're like, you are so clean. Everything is so smooth. Everything is so clean. You know, they look like they smell good. And I always assume that you're a celebrity. You get some kind of like celebrity kit where you start taking pills where you just glow all the time. And that's to me, I feel like women must be taking some kind of pills that make them be high functioning. The other answer is you just, you you just really work your asses off. And, uh, and that can't be it. So, (laughs) 
But by the way, like I was so funny. I was like li- watching those things. You know, I am the kind of doofus that will watch Instagram or Twitter. And I actually genuinely am learning, you know, or trying to learn. And, you know, there are some things that I am so shamefully ignorant about. I've been trying to read, um, uh, you know, about, uh, I don't even, I mean, I'm not going to, I'm not going to be able to speak about this intelligently, but the Israeli Palestine, Palestinian conflict that is happening right now, that is so tragic, but I realized how little I know. And so you're trying to, to consume all of this information on Instagram. And then you're seeing things that you're like, don't consume all this information on Instagram. This is not even true. And you're like, where do you find the, the, where do you find just the right, the correct information, the information without opinion, but just the information. Um, wow. Within 10 minutes, I have literally gone to every topic. That's what we call a professional podcaster folks. That's why I am the bad boy of podcasting. Um, okay, let's, let's get into this a little bit. Uh, oh, and also I just wanted to let you know, I, I, you know, since I am, I try to share as much about my life as I can and I want to share as many, uh, wins or even cool things, um, that are happening with the podcast because, uh, because I want to share those with you guys, because it's because of you guys that this, that anything happens for me at this point. And it is weird. Like I, I say, uh, uh, you know, it, it, it's weird to have, so I had a meeting today with somebody about the podcast and had asked me to have a meeting and I did, and it just went so well. And I was just talking about how, you know, being trained as an actor and working as an actor in Los Angeles, like this was never on my radar doing a daily podcast about reality shows and pop culture, even though I always loved dearly reality shows and pop culture, I never assumed never even thought it was never even a thought in my head that this is something that I would be doing or and and be so passionate about it and 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 really make it a huge part of my life and uh but we were talking and uh the gentleman I was talking with was saying you know well it's really evident listening and you know how much you do love doing this and and I don't I'm going to keep you posted but something really cool might be happening with the podcast it won't change the podcast at all it would only make it better and bigger and and all of those things but I, I had one of those moments, you guys, where I don't know if you have those where you're like, holy fuck, this is, I mean, I hate to quote Sheena Shea, but it, it could be all happening. It's all happening. By the way, that's my, my insecure version of Sheena Shea's tattoo. It could be all happening instead of it's all happening. It might happen. It might, (laughs) but I was, you know, the thing is you get older too. Do you guys realize this where you're just you're so used to your way of thinking and you get disappointed in yourself because I was, I had this amazing meeting, the really amazing possibility that I was kind of shown what things like, you know, there's only so much I can do right now. I'm in the weeds on so many things because I just am not, you know, I'm just not able to get to everything right now. And I was being shown like, okay, this could happen and this could happen. And it was just like kind of beyond my wildest dreams. Um, and, uh, I, I, I remember one of the first auditions that I had that went really well in Hollywood. It was like a friend's ripoff. Um, you know, like, I don't know, it was friends had already been on for a long time, but I remember it was like a sitcom by one of the people from friends. And I remember going in for the first audition and 
immediately I got a call back in the room. And that was always like a big thing. Like if the casting director calls you back, like, hey, uh, we want you to come back today this afternoon or, you know, that was huge, you know, right in the room. Because usually it would be like a day or two and you get a call back, you know. So I get a call back for producers and stuff. And they had been auditioning for this for a while and they weren't finding the right people. So I had talked to my uh, I think agent or manager afterwards and said, yeah, they really like you. And I was like, no fucking way. And I, the problem about being a fan of anything and, and treating yourself like a fan, as opposed to somebody that belongs there is that sometimes you'll have a fan reaction and not a reaction of somebody that belongs there. Somebody that is a peer to these people that you're working with these people. You're not just a fan of these people. And so I remember I went in and I started the first scene and it went great. And they were all laughing. And I remember looking at them laughing while I was acting and going, holy shit, this is working. Holy shit. And in my head, instead of thinking about the character thoughts or the things that were on the actual audition page, I was in my head going, oh my God, imagine if your dream happened. Imagine, oh my God. I, and, and it was this weird moment of going, you never thought this would happen, did you? Like you, it, it, it was such a weird feeling to explain, but it was that kind of thing of like, I was blown away that I was actually getting the opportunity and that act, one of a dream that you dreamed could actually possibly happen, even though I was there, even though I had been acting, you know, like it was still that thing of like, I never really thought it could happen. You know, it was so hard to explain. And I, I tanked it from then. I, I choked. I choked. I could see it in their eyes. I could see the disappointment. I lost my place on the page because I was too busy thinking about the opportunity in front of me. And I choked. And I, uh, I was relieved. I was relieved that I choked at that time. I, I wasn't ready, you know. And I always think about that moment. And I always think about that, you know, my, my really good friend Joe Chandler said to me once, you know, what I just said is that remember, being a fan of things is great. But also remember, you belong there. Also remember, don't just be a fan of people, work with these people, you know, be somebody that works with them and vice versa. You know, you are valuable, you are valued. And not just, you, you don't have to just be a fan. You can be part of it. And that's what I would see to anybody, anybody out there in any part of your life. And not just in like entertainment business, but anything, you know? So I have, you know, so who knows? We'll see. But I have this opportunity that, that presented itself that could happen for the podcast. And I got to tell you, I, I was, I was almost like that, that I call it the gremlin, you know, that voice in the back of your head that says, you suck. You suck, Bailey. I hate you. You're ugly. You're, you're a fat, ugly person. Um, you know, we all have that gremlin. But that gremlin started talking to me today after that meeting. It was like, hey, why don't you just stop right now and just go back to bed? You don't need to do the podcast any longer. It was just like, you know, we always just crazy talk to ourselves. Um, <laughs> but then I, it's kind of cool because then I was like, no, I am ready for this. I am ready. I am ready for whatever, wherever this goes and whatever the next step is. And I'm, uh, I'm not cocky in an asshole kind of way, but I'm, I'm, I'm strangely confident about this 
and about you guys. So uh, I will tell you more as it uh, as it becomes clearer. But it was just so exciting to realize like that this all all possibly could be working. You know, like that's just that's mind blowing. Uh, what isn't working though is Bravo's new title for uh, some of the shows. They made announcements today for a bunch of new Bravo shows, and I'm very excited about that. But I need to read you their press release for all of these new shows, including the Winter House or the Summer House spinoff. So they released all of these new shows that they are obviously very proud of. They're expanding their slate so much, and I love that. You guys know how much I support the expansion of their slate. So um, let's read some of this um, if, if, if we shall. NBC announced on May 13th that the networks ordered Summer House Winter Charm for fall. So the Winter House spinoff, you guys, is called Summer House Winter Charm. Now, it has the cast of Summer House and Southern Charm. So whatever genius over at Bravo decided to call it Summer House Winter Charm? Why don't we add seven more words? Summer House Winter Charm, Leprechauns Up My Butt. Like, it... It, it, what? Why don't you just call it Winter House? We don't need Summer House Winter Charm. What are you? How do you what are you out of your mind? I mean, I I don't I don't know how much graphics cost, but that seems like a lot of extra letters. So that's not going to come until the fall of 2021. And they have ordered new Below Decks, a Below Deck Adventure for early 22. Um, so they have a lot of programming though. Do you want to? You want to go over it with me together? This is uh, this is really fascinating stuff, actually. Okay, so it says, for starters, there's not one but two new Below Deck franchises. Below Deck Adventure premiere in early 2022, and it'll feature wealthy thrill seekers as they get into all sorts of adrenaline-pumping activities on their luxury yacht vacation. Does that mean, remember, it just, it seems like a big inflatable pool slide, usually, in most of the Below Deck, and all the action revolves around that inflatable pool slide of, like, we need to pull the pool slide out so they can slide down. And then it's like, we have to put away the pool slide. There are full episodes of just putting away pool slides on Below Deck. And I love it. I love it. By the way, Below Deck Sailing Yacht, the captain crashed the yacht this week on the deck. And he does it again next week. I'm telling you, that's always been my dream. My other dream was Captain Sandy actually hits a bystander with the yacht. Um, and then she gets arrested. But but even just hitting anything with the yacht is very exciting on one of these shows. Um, so season one will take place in the glacial fjords of Norway. Uh, coming to Peacock is Below Deck Down Under, which will follow yachties as they work and play on a super yacht sailing around Australia. The new series will also showcase a unique additional challenge for the crew as the guests expect not only an adventure on the water, but also underwater with scuba diving and other activities as some of the main attractions of the region. So it looks like they're going to uh, put in scuba, scuba diving. That's exciting. So now a new series is all. What is an series? Occupation. Ooh, is that an series? Did they just make that? A new series is also coming to Bravo featuring some familiar faces, folks. Candy OLG Project, which is the working title, Candy Burris from Real Housewives of Atlanta. And you know o OLG, it stands for Old Lady Gang, folks. And that's comprised of Candy's mom, Joyce Jones, Mama Joyce, um, and Aunt Nora and Bertha as they continue to build their restaurant empire. The new series premiering late 2021 will follow the OLG staff in and out of the restaurant and how Candy handles it all like a boss. I, I would much rather it be something like dungeon related. You know, or maybe like restaurant during the day, dungeon at night, 
you know. <laughs> watch, watch Candy and the OLGs cook up a storm at the restaurant and then cook up sexiness at night. And then uh, then their press release says, Speaking of Bravo Labs, we already know and love the all-new series Summer House Winter Charm premiering this fall. Blah, blah, blah. It's going to be a two-week vacation at a ski house in Vermont. And then get ready for another heaping helping of Top Chef as well. The new family culinary competition Top Chef Family Style is coming to Peacock. The series will feature talented young chefs teaming up with an adult family members to compete for a chance to be crowned champions. Top Chef Family Style will be hosted by Grammy-winning music superstar Megan Trainer with a claim what? Hosted by Grant hosted by Megan Trainer? With acclaimed chef, James Beard Award winner and best-selling cookbook author Marcus Samuelson serving as head judge. Ah, Marcus is cool. They will be joined by a series of surprising and iconic guest judges throughout the season's judges table. Also coming to Bravo are some new series that are sure to become favorites. Life is a Ballroom, premiering late 2021, is a docuseries from the producers of 90 Day Fiancé that follows the journeys of the most fascinating, talented, and obsessed amateur ballroom dancers in America. Hmm. I love that it's from the producers of 90 Day Fiance. Good. It's like, fuck you, uh, fuck you, TLC. We're going to take your shit. We'll bring it over to Bravo. This is war, man. Um, I'm not really into ballroom dancing, but I, I was talking about this. I forgot who, who did I say this to? But wouldn't it be amazing if Life is a Ballroom actually was just teaching Bravo Lebs how to ballroom dance and Bravo had its own Dancing with the Stars, but just with Bravo Lebs? Come on, folks. That is a gold idea, and you know it. And if any of you steal it from me, I will sue you. I've said I will sue you twice this week. Just take me seriously. I will sue you. But that's a great idea. If anybody over at Bravo is listening, please let me know. I would like to be uh, in on some of those packages you send out to people that watch the shows. Um, okay, coming in early 2022, Love Match Atlanta will follow the country's most esteemed black matchmaking companies. And then... They have another show called Love Without Borders premiering mid-2022. Uh, singles leave their lives behind for a chance at love with a stranger in a new land. I mean, guys, that's kind of like 90 Day Fiance. But you know what? Fuck them. I want Bravo to steal. Like, this is, a, this is an all-out war, folks. I told you this week, Bravo needs to get in the effing game. So I all is fair and love and Bravo. You know, they, 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 they can steal whatever they want. They just got to make sure they keep the hits coming. We got to diversify our portfolio. And this lineup seems like they really are diversifying, you know? Uh, this uh, press release also said, This summer we'll see the return of Below Deck Med- Mediterranean, Family Karma, Beverly Hills, Potomac, Shaws of Sunset, as well as the all-new Top Chef Amateurs and million-dollar listing Ryan's Renovation. That's nothing to do with me. Um, million-dollar listing Los Angeles and Vanderpump Rules will also return at a later date, which, by the way, I don't know if I said this drunkenly last night, but they're all in Palm Springs filming. Um and I think they're putting that up on, on their social media. So we will see what that trip entails. Uh, what else? We have Sophie Ross back on Monday. So we'll do the Beverly Hills taglines, I think, then. Just to get you guys pumped for an all-new Real Housewives of Beverly Hills season. I'm really excited. I'm going to, I think, recap that 
every week. Do, do you guys would would you guys like a full recap of that or New York? I think Beverly Hills, right? I think that's going to be more exciting. Maybe I'll have guests recap it with me, or I'll just recap it solo. I don't know what you guys like. I, I do love doing recaps, and we do a lot of them over the Patreon. But I don't know if you guys like them, or if it's worth it, or you guys just like the interviews. Um, you know, reach out, let me know. Um, but like I said, we always, I always love to mess with the formula and see what works and see some, you know, we can mess around here and do a lot of exciting things. I want to start talking to, there's a couple people I want to talk to that I've, I've started to reach out to just like normal people that I want to talk to on Instagram that I just want to know about their lives because I watch it and I'm like, I want to know more. I want to know how you exist. Like I, I, I think those are fascinating to me. And also, oh my gosh, I was on this podcast um, yesterday with a, uh, a listener and she started a podcast. Um, and, and she said, I inspired her. Uh, her name's Jess Nailon and it, it uh, I'm trying to find the podcast. It was really great. She was so cool. She read my birth chart and I, uh, I had such a blast with her and I'm going to have her on the Patreon to talk about Jersey. Um, trying to find the podcast name. I'm so, I, I should just, I need a, a, an assistant. Damn it. I got to look it up one sec. Oh, here it is. It's called Reality Witch. Uh, Jessica Nail on it. And she was great. So I highly recommend uh, checking that podcast episode out and checking that podcast out. And she'll be on uh, my Patreon this weekend. So I'm excited about that. Uh, thank you, Jess. And uh, okay, so let's just... Oh, also, I don't know if you guys are into Jersey Shore, but uh, Ronnie from Jersey Shore, you know, he got busted... Um, uh, being physically abusive to his girlfriend, um, again, a new girlfriend, and he won't be charged in this, but uh, he and MTV have uh, come to an agreement, and he is going to be uh, leaving the show and entering treatment for psychological issues, and it says we, uh, him and MTV, have mutually agreed that he is going to step away from the show. Uh, the words seem to in indicate that he was not fired, but they are, uh, uh, his statement says, after taking to the after talking to the team at MTV, we have mutually agreed that I will step away from the show while I seek medical treatment for mental health issues that I've ignored for too long. My number one goal now is facing my struggles head on. This process will be difficult, but my number one priority is to get healthy and be the best man and the best father I can for my daughter. I think that's great. Um, you know, face your issues, but man, I don't have, um, I have zero sympathy for anybody that, uh, um, abuses women and I don't that sounds so easy to say you know but like really for real like that that's just kind of disgusting and you you know you shouldn't be rewarded for that or be earning money from MTV when you have behavioral issues like that that are really potentially dangerous because you know if that happened once that's one thing but it seems to be repeated patterns of behavior and that sucks because I really do I, I I've talked about this before how much I loved the first iteration of Jersey Shore I think a lot of us did it was just such great reality TV they really caught lightning in a bottle and I still love most of those characters and it seems like they did a good job about kind of coming back to MTV with uh, Jersey Shore family vacation but um you know, it just sucks is that people have issues. People have, you know, issues that they, they have demons and they screw up really good things in their life because they, you know, can't deal with their demons. Um, so we will, uh, we'll keep you updated and see what happens with that. But hopefully he does get to a better place. Now, uh, people that will never get to a better place, the Kardashians. <laughs> So it's season 20, episode eight, keeping up with the Kardashians. This one is called seasons, a season for change, season for change. And 
it's a big Tristan and Chloe episode. You know, it's it's a big Tristan and Chloe episode. We got a big Scott plotline, and we have one of my favorite plotlines. They find out the identity of one of my favorite social media accounts, Nori's Blast, Nori's Black Book. Nori, of course, stands for Northwest. Now, I'm just going to do a spoiler alert. Is that the person behind that account is the one and the only Natalie Franklin. Natalie has been on this podcast two times. She used to host a uh, Kardashian podcast called Say Bible with her partner Kathleen Lee. And uh, they are both amazing ladies. And I... I choked when I found this out. I shouted. I could not. And Natalie's funny as fuck. So, I mean, I can completely believe it. And it makes complete sense. But I just never, you know, it's like the same with Dumois. I never really care about somebody's secret identity because part of the cool thing about this is that there is a secret identity, you know? Like, I never need to figure that shit out. Like, I I mean, if somebody murders somebody, sure, I want to figure that out. But, I mean, this, it's like fun. I like, part of the mystery is part of the fun of all of this. But you guys, she's in the flipping show. She got to meet Kim and Chloe. She took, I mean, they complimented her so much. In fact, oh, like her account already got 60,000 new followers within an hour. She's already, like she's at a million on Instagram right now. But I've talked to Natalie. I mean, I was, I, I mean, I, I'm friendly with Natalie. I was blown away. And it just, it, I mean, she's done this for like seven years or, or something. And it just, I'm so happy for her. I'm so, and I know as as frustrated with the Kardashians as she gets, like not unlike myself and all of us, I know she has a deep love for them as well. So uh, I hope to get to talk to her on the podcast again, and I can ask her all of the questions about this because I was just so happy. I was so ecstatic, and I I just it was so cool. So um, last episode, you guys, they made the. Uh, horrific statement that they are no longer going to be doing keeping up with the Kardashians. And it was like this big teary eyed, like hour long episode, but none of that really matters or makes sense because they have the Hulu deal signed. And Kim even said today in a tweet, uh, because this has to do with Scott feeling sad and, and like he's not going to see the Kardashians anymore. And Kim wrote to somebody going, he's coming with us to the Hulu show. It's not, it's going to be okay. And I'm like, first off, that's great. You're bringing Scott, but it sounds like the Hulu show is exactly like keeping up with the Kardashians. It's just that Hulu probably paid their price and E didn't have the money to do that anymore because the Kardashians have slipped in the ratings for the last six years. They are at a fraction of their highest year with this show. So streaming deals can give you a lot more money and Hulu will have the kind of exclusivity of the Kardashians be able to parade around that name. Whereas E, it doesn't really do anything for E anymore. It's like kind of their cornerstone, sure. And I don't think E will exist as a network in two years at all. I think they're going to fold it into something else. But um, but Hulu, it, it's kind of like having like a, you know, like a prize in their stable and they only need it, you know, to say we have the Kardashians. They don't really even need the show to do well. And who streaming services usually don't even release their statistics or, you know, what show does what. So it, it kind of protects itself in a way where you're just part of a roster and part of an overall thing instead of having to carry like Hulu, you know, the Kardashians aren't having to save Hulu or anything like that. So, uh, we do know Scott is coming with them for this, but that's why I don't like all of this crying and, oh, it's such a hard decision. It's kind of gross to me because I feel like they're playing their like true fans a little bit of like trying to get people worked up when they are, they're doing the same show. 
Like they're probably going to take a six month break and you're going to see them all over again. Like if they had just really left and pulled a JD Salinger or something, that would have been impressive. Like imagine you guys, imagine this season of the Kardashian ends and we never heard from them again. Wouldn't that blow you away? Wouldn't that make them legends even like, I mean, they're kind of legends right now, but wouldn't that make them legends? Like we never heard from them again. We never saw Chloe or Courtney. I mean, we always never saw Rob anyways, but we really never saw Rob, you know, like it would be amazing. So anyways, that's where we left last week. We start off, um, Courtney's house, Courtney, Chris, uh, Chloe and Kim. Kim is wearing a lot of colors in these episodes. And that's when you realize like him and her and Kanye really are on the outs because Kanye never let Kim wear these kind of colors. Uh, Kim is wearing a coral orange and Chloe says she looks like a doll. And then all of a sudden, Chloe goes, does anyone wonder who Nori's black book is on Twitter? And Kim goes, she is so witty, whoever it is. And they let us know that Nori talks from the voice of Northwest and she is spot on. And all the Kim and Chloe, this is what amazing. They're like, that's exactly how North is, you know, and, um, you know, this is uh, funny. They say they, they, since, since the show is ending, this is going to be their only chance to find out, you know, who knows if Nori's black book will continue continue if we're not doing the show any longer and um kim and chloe are saying they're convinced it's someone in the family doing this and uh they're 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 almost positive it is somebody in the family and so chris is there courtney's there courtney asks chris um you know is it you you know is it mom or cc you know and Chloe goes, mom's hysterical, but, uh, but she's not really funny. She's just hysterical. And, uh, Kim says, well, it could be our friend Jen Atkin, but people in their circle thinks it thinks it is someone in their circle. And, uh, Chloe says with the show ending, we, we just, we got to find out. And they, they read the statement cause they had just put out the statement about ending the Kardashians and Chloe reads out loud the statement that Northwest or Nori's black book put out on Twitter. This is their statement. This is just to show you how funny Natalie is to our amazing fans. It is with a heavy heart that we have made the difficult decision as a family to say goodbye to keeping up with the Kardashians after 14 years, 20 seasons, hundreds of episodes, a number of spinoffs that include an ill-advised season of Robin China. <laughs> And Scott's show, where he pretended to flip houses that is clearly not getting renewed. We are grateful to all of you who have watched us through all these years. The happiness, the tears, the secret pregnancies, the marriages, the divorces, the co-parenting, Chris's failed talk show. We'll forever cherish the memories and the countless people we have kicked out of our circle along the way. Most importantly, a special thank you to Ryan Seacrest for believing in us and dragging this thing out for 20 seasons when season 10 probably should have been the end. Thank you to E for not having any other programming for the last 14 years. Good luck with what's left of the network when we're gone. Our last season will air early next year in 2021. Just enough time for us to get some good storylines to go out on a bang. Spoiler, Scott and Mason will be fighting over Addison Rae. Without me, keeping up with the Kardashians wouldn't be where it is today, and the family will be forever in my debt. With love, gratitude, and the feeling that this is all anti-court's fault, North. <laughs> so they're reading that out loud, and they get to the part of Chris's failed talk show. And Chris is like, my show wasn't a failed talk show. It was a filler for someone who was taken off the air. Uh, failed talk show, my ass. I love that. That was so great. Wretched and Chris's reaction. Uh, we get the show's opening credits. Now we're in a new scene with Kim, and she's in this like red 
aerobic outfit, like a bright red aerobic outfit, just like demon red. And uh, Chloe lets Kim know that she's interviewing surrogates for the surrogacy process. And she's asking Kim, like, how did you know? And Kim says, well, you got to find someone and just go for it. You got to commit. Um, you know, she lets us know a few months ago, Tristan, you know, the, de- the demon she's with uh, and her made embryos. And, you know, she was told that it wouldn't be smart if she carried them. So it looks like surrogacy is the way to go. It's very frustrating for the audience because Tristan and Chloe are doing talking heads together. And I got to tell you, he looks just like a fucking asshole. I hate him so much. I really do. You know, like, I'm sorry, Nori's black book is all funny and like, haha. I'm like, I hate you. <laughs> I'm like, I, I think you're disgusting. I think you're, you make Chloe look like a clown. You should be really ashamed. Like this is, you're like Ronnie from Jersey Shore, but just not violent. You're like a violent, you're, you're, you're mentally violent. You know, Tristan says it's a big commitment, but we can get through this together. He tells us in the talking head. Oh, what an ass kiss. It's like truly, truly an ass kiss. What a, oh. okay. It's Friday, Ryan, calm down. Um, it's weird because some of the portfolios that Chloe is reading, she doesn't like the answers that they're there. The people are, you know, I guess if you want to be a surrogate, you have to like, like, what kind of music do you like? What kind of this? And that is one of the ones that bugs Chloe because some of these people listen to EDM. <laughs> and um, I guess Chloe, Chloe doesn't even like it. And Kim goes, what's EDM? And I'm like, no. I mean, can you believe that we live in a world that Kim doesn't know what EDM is? Like, you would think being around Kanye would, you know, like, she would accidentally know what EDM is. Like, she's friends with Paris Hilton. Paris Hilton acts like she's an EDM DJ. By the way, for all you listening that don't know EDM, it's electric, uh, electronic dance music. EDM. So, you know, it, it, it's what all the kids are dancing to at all the, 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 the raves and the concerts. The raves, oh my, the raves and the concerts. But Chloe kind of makes it seem like if you're into EDM, you're like a dirty drug user, which she's not far off, but it's, I think it's a charming thing. Um, Chloe says, you know, if you listen to EDM, you do ecstasy. I mean, she's not wrong, but I know people that listen to EDM that don't do it. You know, it's just not as fun if you don't have the ecstasy. Um, but Chloe believes that, you know, the energy you have in your body, you're passing that on to the baby. And if you're high or something like that, that's going to be passed to the baby. And also if you're a high stressed person, you're going to make a high stressed baby and it's going to make this baby anxious. Uh, Chloe praises herself and says, true is just so chill because I was so calm. I love when Kardashians praise themselves. Um, Kim says, uh, Chloe, I don't believe that. And Chloe says, well, I do. Well, Kim says, I'm the one who's already had two kids with a surrogate. I love when Kardashians one up each other. They're like, boom, boom, boom. Um, but Kim says, if your team is saying amazing things about these people, you got to go with what your team says. And Chloe goes, you know, I do want the children close in age. And Kim goes, you know, mine made it seamless and easy. And I hope it goes easy for you. And Chloe says, do I have to go meet them to sign off? And Kim goes, we didn't even meet the second one. Kanye didn't meet her until delivery. That's wild. Isn't that crazy, you guys? Like, Kanye was like, the, the whole time, like, imagine that. Like, I've never had a child. Um, I, it's no matter what the rumors you heard, I've never had a child. <laughs> no. But, like, what, what I see in the movies and TV and my friends is that part of the process of having a child is being around that child for the nine months and being around the growing belly and all of this stuff. And for Kanye to, 
to to be able to not have that part of it. I just wonder if that's a big loss, you know? It's definitely a different way to think about it. I don't know. But I just thought that was wild. So now we're in a new scene. We're at the Malibu vacation home that they've rented for the summer. And Kim says, um, we, we're... Um, we aren't dead or retired. Oh, because Kim said she did an interview about the end of keeping up with the Kardashians. And she was like, well, we're not dead. We're just, we're not retiring. We're just taking a break. And, you know, it's not a big deal. And Scott says, yeah, I might try to keep up with Malibu, you know, because it's keeping up with the Kardashians. It wasn't funny. Um, and Scott goes, you know, I dated Courtney for a year before we even started this show. But you got, you guys obviously grew up with her. And, you know, how was that guy before the show? Did you guys really even hang out that much? And Kim and Chloe says, you know, we were teenagers. We were all over the place. Scott says, you know, well, I'm just curious if after the show ends, if we're going to, you know, float away from each other. Like, so he's scared that he's not going to be close with these guys after the show ends. Uh, Scott lets us know in a talking head says, when the pandemic started, I saw the structure of my life change. Um, I, I, it turned out to be a horrible time and it took, um, it took out a lot on me. And then before you knew it, I was in a rehab center and I was thinking of, uh, too many things for my past and I didn't have the same structure anymore. So it seems like Scott always hints that he cannot be alone with his thoughts. He thinks about too many things and too much pain. And, and that's definitely a, a common occurrence of people that, that, you know, and obviously it's in our human nature to run away from pain and painful things. Um, but, uh, I found that very, uh, sad, but also I find it very sad, but also it's one of those things. And I say this to myself as well, you know, Scott has been offered so much help through the years. We've seen it. He's been so privileged to be offered so many handouts and so many people wanting to get him help. And, you know, at some point he's got to decide if he wants to do that or not, because, I don't know. I just see that a lot is that sometimes we never choose what's right for us, which by the way, John Mulaney made his return to stand up two nights ago, or maybe it was last night. And then the news broke today that he's dating Olivia Munn after he announced his divorce. So, whoa, I, John Mulaney, I did not see any of this coming. John Mulaney is, is such a, a great comedian, um, but he returned to stand up and he's working on a new set. And I heard it was very, you know, talking about his, uh, you know, his uh, newfound sobriety, his drug use, you know, his intervention. And he had this joke I read that I thought was interesting. It was like, I have to, he said, sometimes it's hard to be alone with my thoughts because I realized this is the person that was trying to kill me. Like, think about that. Think about that, how dark that is. And it's kind of like what I was talking about in that audition earlier where I tanked it because I kind of just like let the gremlins take over and just decided to tank it. And think about that, like, you know, the person that is inside your head, your thoughts is also a person that's potentially trying to kill you by telling you to do things like drugs and drink yourself to death and stuff like that. Like, that's so dark. But I imagine that's also like Scott, too, is that you can't be alone with your thoughts because that's scary sometimes, you know? I remember after I got my, after my divorce uh, or even my separation was that I just, I needed to be around people all the time and I didn't need to talk. I didn't want to talk about it. I, I rarely do want to talk about what's, you know, I, I like to talk here, but it's hard sometimes to open up or, you know, but I, I never wanted to, but I just wanted to be around sound, you know, do you guys like that? And that's why I always sleep with the TV on too. And I know that makes me a sociopath sometimes. 
but I, I need sound constantly. I don't know what it is, but I get scared of being alone or maybe not. I don't know if so much alone in my thoughts, but I remember during that time in particular, I just needed sound 24-7. I needed to feel like I was not alone. I just wanted people around me. I wanted to hear sound at all times because silence got me really, really sad. I remember that, yeah. But anyways, uh, Kim and Chloe says, uh, you know, we'll still have family family dinner, and Scott goes, once a week? And they're like, once a week? You know, maybe every two weeks. So already Scott's like, ah. Scott goes, I don't like change, and, you know, you know, I don't like change, and it, it, this stuff is going to be pulled away from me again because of the show ending. And Kim and Chloe says, you know, we'll see you at Christmas, birthdays, and then they show some clips of old Scott from the show. And you do realize these people did grow up, not grow up, but lived a good part of their lives on this show, you know? So this is history for them. And this is something Scott is used to, you know? And I just, I mean, I, you know, you got to imagine... If Courtney was a little more um, peppy and entertaining and her own family liked her a little bit more, Scott would have something really to worry about because, you know, I think he would feel like, oh, man, Kravis is destroying my life. And in some ways, he probably feels that's true. But Courtney isn't the star of this uh, family, you know, and she doesn't really bring a lot to her scenes. Like, that's why Scott was always kind of able to really stay close with the family. Because if you put Scott in a scene, he's kind of magnetic in a weird way. He's got a fun, positive attitude. He still screws up a bunch. He's, you know, he's gone through a lot. He's shown a lot. He's a big character. And Courtney's a very small character. And so sometimes Scott is way more entertaining to watch. Um, so Chloe... Uh, we're in the new scene with Chloe and Kim. Chloe says she is so drained and they're devastated w with what they're learning about all the surrogacy issues. Um, and uh, so Kim says, uh, I don't have time to respond to everyone because everyone's reaching out about the end of the show. And Chloe says, you know, you want people to care. So it's nice that they they care and you want to leave on a good note. And this all seems good, which once again, like I said, it's just, it doesn't really make any sense with the Hulu deal. And Kim goes, this is must how retired athletes feel, which maybe. Uh, we go back to the Nori Black book, A Discovery, and they say Cousin Cece swears it's not her. And Chloe says, it's just so darn accurate. It has to be someone on the inside circle. How do they know this much stuff? So I thought this was really cool is that when, you know, obviously Natalie knows this family in, in and out because she's read every tabloid, seen every episode. So, you know, I love that they got the Kardashians thing as somebody in their inside circle because she nailed it so good. So they FaceTime Jen Atkins. They're like, Jen, is it you? I'm filming with Kim. Are you Nori's Black Book? Jen's like, no, I fucking wish I was Nori's Black Book. So it's not Cece. It's not Jen. And then they call Steph Shep, their other friend. And so now they're FaceTiming with Steph and Jen. They're on like a four-way thing and kim calls you know like are you nori's black book and steph's like oh i wish i was nori's black book uh but they think you know uh, steph thinks it's someone random and they're like i wish i knew someone that funny and then they call tracy romulus their other friend tracy goes no i don't have the time to be nori's black book um and tracy's like why don't i reach out to them and ask like i'm going to send them kkw products which is like awesome so that's way maybe we can find out who it is 
And they're like, if this works, we might finally get our answer. So then we're in a new scene with Chloe and Fucknut Tristan, and they're in their private gym. And Scott comes in, and he's like, I'm here to pump up. And he's wearing like a bright green headband. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to do legs and chest today. And Scott's always has like some kind of coffee and tea leaf shake. You know, he's one of those guys that can still drink frappuccinos and not gain too much weight. I hate people that can drink frappuccino. Like, I haven't had a frappuccino in like 20 years. You just can't have those. Like, you know, like the frappuccino, I remember, I think I was at my happiest when I remember I have enough. I, you know, I should have a frappuccino someday again. I wonder if it tastes as good as I remember. Oh my God. I wasn't even a huge frappuccino dude, but that was, that was a treat. And the little, like the little whipped cream on top, that was a treat. And then, oh, had to stop thinking about that. You know, I like ices too. I haven't had an icy in a long time. A good strawberry icy or cherry icy. Mmm. Why didn't they have Diet Coke ices? Like, that's the thing. Ices are amazing, but can we get it locale? You know? So, anyways, there. <laughs> I'm asking the big. No other podcast is asking the big questions like this. Um, so, Scott comes in. And he's, you know, Chloe says, I didn't know you had athletic clothes. And Scott goes, I ordered it just for this. Uh, Scott goes, I'm preparing for when the show ends. I'm trying to think where I can run into these people. So he's trying to do things with other family members. He asks, um, when, when do you guys work out? And, and, uh, Tristan and Chloe says, we work out at 6am every day. They get up at 5.30am and then work out at six and they go to sleep at 9.30 PM, which I got to say, I hate Tristan, but I love hearing other people's schedules. Like I, I love, you know, like that's, I love I love daydreaming about other people's lives, you know, like, what does that look if I wake up and I'm in the gym and I'm at the, like at six and I'm out of the gym at seven. Like, I mean, just, that's crazy. Right. Um, on Monday I woke up at like six 30 for some reason out of the blue. And I was, I stayed up and I got a lot of shit done and I was tired by 1130, but I still, it was really exciting. Like, and I was like, this, look at me, look at me up so early. This is how the other half lives, you know? Um, Chloe says, Scott, the past is gone. The present is a gift. I'm like, okay, sure, cool. Uh, Scott says, I won't be able to pick up my fork at dinner tonight. I'll be so sore. Okay, Scott. So we're in a new scene. Tristan and Chloe, they are road tripping to Palm Springs to stay in Chris's fancy house. Uh, they say it's everyone's sanctuary. She has a couple meetings they have to take, uh, on zoom about the couple surrogacy thing. Um, Tristan says, I'm here for moral support. I'm here with two feet in. Chloe says, it's very different with Kim than me. And Tristan says, yeah, because you're so controlling. And Chloe goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't say I'm controlling. Say I'm particular. And he says, well, you're controlling in a nice way. Um, they come in, Chris and Corey there are at their house. By the way, so Corey genuinely hit the jackpot. He just has to have sex with Chris Jenner. He, that's all he has to do. He's always living the life. He's always at the Palm Springs house or on some kind of yacht. Like, he, I mean, what does Corey do all day? Like, honestly, what? Like, it seems like Corey just tries to hang out with, like, Kylie. And, like, I know Kendall doesn't like him, which makes me like Kendall a little bit. But, like, I'm telling you, there's, like, a Dirty John thing there. And I know I'm probably completely wrong. Fuck that, you know. Nori's Black Book's one thing. I'm going to start Corey's Black Book. And just be like, yeah, it's just like a, it's just like a, an account of like the free shit I got, you know. Uh, I got a package of free Axe body spray today when I went to Costco with Chris. Um, so Corey walks in and goes, "Wilma, I'm home," which I think he was like doing a Flintstones reference. I don't know. Tristan's stupid. 
Chloe says to Chris, I have a surprise for you. And he, she bought uh, Chris pool chairs. I don't know. So they talk to Adam, their surrogacy therapist, on a Zoom call. Uh, we find out they have to be evaluated. They have to ask questions if we completely understand what's involved in this process. Um, Adam asks, who initiated? Chloe says, well, I did, you know, because I would be at high, high risk to carry a baby. Tristan was luckily on board and uh, saw my sister go through it, so he's cool with it. Uh, Adam asks, what qualities are you looking for in a surrogate? Uh, the more positive and happy uh, for the baby, it's better. And then Adam asks, what are your beliefs of terminating pregnancy? You know, what happens if it turns out to be multiples? And Chloe says, well, we're definitely bored on, we're on board with multiples. Um, but then Adam says, what if your surrogate, surrogate wasn't? And then Chloe goes, don't they have to go with what our wishes are? And Adam's like, no, she could terminate the pregnancy with any unwanted outcome. Um, it's her body, but Chloe's baby. So, but still her body. And Tristan says, we didn't think about that. Uh, Chloe didn't put two and two together. She said she thought she would have control and her not having control of the outcome makes her nervous. Uh, now we're in a new scene with Scott. He's trying to hang out with Kim. He goes over to Kim's house and he's like, Hey, can I help you with your law, law school flashcards? And, uh, I don't know. He, he, he just, he has some weird energy going on. Uh, Scott goes, two heads are better than one. And Scott says, uh, maybe I should become a lawyer, you know, when the show's done. And then Scott's being annoying. He's like, hey, let's get the blood flowing. Why don't you get up, Kim? And I'll just, I'll, you know, I'll run flashcards with you. I think Kim was like fine on her own. Like, don't, don't mess with her, Scott. And Scott's like, these are really nice flashcards you made. Um, so he's asking her questions. It's kind of like a little bit of an awkward scene. Um, I think obviously this is like kind of a little of a stage scene. I do think Scott does feel this way, but obviously they're showing us a couple of examples of Scott trying to connect. Kim says Scott wanting to connect with each one of us um, is nice, but he thinks we're going to stop hanging out with him. Um, and it is funny because they're standing in one of the Kim's creepy empty rooms in the mansion that Kanye built. We've talked about this before, you guys, but it is so that mansion is so scary. I just imagine sometimes I have nightmares and I'm just running through that house and my voice is echoing echo, 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 you know, and you just don't like, there's no identifying signatures in that house because it's all just empty, creepy rooms, you know, and by the way, Disneyland should eventually do the haunted mansion, but make it that mansion. I think they should completely switch it up. Kim says, uh, I think I should talk to Courtney about this, about Scott. And Kim says, um, well, we will stop at that because I have to go pick up my kids. Um, and he goes, I have to pick up my kids soon, too. We could go together. So now we're back in Chris's Palm Springs house. We're in Chris's room. She's looking at her ballot for the election. And she goes, Kanye is on the official ballot. He call, She calls her Kanye. Kanye is on the ballot as vice president. Chris goes, that is so crazy. You can see Chris is kind of tickled by it, which is, you know weird chloe says i just got off a zoom with the surrogacy therapist and she is relaying the twins conversation to chris and chris goes that is crazy kim just made this seem so seamless um you know she's way less micromanagey than i am chris never shared some of these things with me um oh kim says uh or chris says kim never shared some of these things with me and the hardest part of this is the trust aspect of it with the surrogate Chris says, so what is the next step? Chloe's kind of crying and, you know, Chris goes, don't cry. 
Um, if Chloe had her way, she would want to carry her own baby because pregnancy is so amazing. Uh, Chris says, I'm just so happy there's an alternative. We just have to pray about it. Give it all to God. Chloe says, it was more overwhelming than I thought this process would ever be, and it's nerve-wracking, and she's starting to wonder if surrogacy is the right move for her. And Chris says, I wish I could do this for you. And Chloe goes, you can. And then Chris goes, oh, yes, my 65th year, I would be a your surrogate. And Corey comes out, and he's like, I'd fuck you. <laughs> that didn't happen, but she did say the 65th year part. Um, new scene. We're with Chris, Corey, Tristan, Chloe. They're eating around the table in Palm Springs. Uh, she has to talk to the surrogate broker again. And she says, I don't think I'll ever find a surrogate I can really trust. I mean, you know, if there's duplicates, and then she goes, oops, I mean multiple kids. Um she brings up that they have the right to get an abortion and she lets us know there's going to be lawyers and contracts involved and there's different elements to this experience. And Chloe says things are in writing. They have to agree with witnesses, you know, their agent, my agent. And Chloe says, and then Chloe does this weird thing, you guys. Like, so she's saying all this negativity and she's like, wants it to be positive. And then she goes, cancel, cancel. All things are happy. Jesus name. I pray. Cancel, cancel. All things are happy. Jesus name. I pray. Cancel, cancel. So she, she repeats this kind of like, like <laughs> this this wicked oath of like cancel cancel all things happy jesus name i pray like she says it to herself and it was such a weird little piece of human behavior i loved it i loved it because you you can tell that she does that a lot and i'm like oh my god chloe does that shit a lot that's wild uh we're in a talking head and tristan says i know you love to be in control chloe but in this situation you have to take a step back and we're in this together and it'll be just fine. The key is to find the right surrogate. We will find the right one and the wheels will get turned in and we'll be ready to rub rumble. And, you know, this is all well and good, but then we know Tristan's a fucking cheater. So this is all just like bullshit coming from the devil. You know what I'm saying? You get, you guys know, um, they call true on the FaceTime and I, and it was so funny. I was like, Oh my God, I forgot they actually have a child and they're not with their child, but they're complaining about not being able to have their second child. I'm like, you have the first child. Where is the first child? And then they FaceTime, uh, true and true is brushing her teeth. And, uh, Chris is like, they're like, look at lovey. And Chris is like, brusha, brusha, brusha. And they're like, we love you. Bye. And then I don't know who has the kids. <laughs> <laughs> one of the nannies has true, I guess. We're in a new scene at Courtney's house. Kim, uh, Kim's chef, uh, Courtney's chef brings in a charcuterie board. Courtney is eating and Courtney's like, oh my God, I'm probably going to eat this whole platter before dinner. And Kim's like, did you work out today? It was like kind of like snotty. Kim tells her about Scott being scared and like hanging out with all of them. And Court says, some people have a really hard time with change. Maybe he's scared. He, you know, the way, what if we have nothing to do with him and he gets restless, what, you know, and gives him purpose. And what if he starts drinking? I don't know. She was like just monologuing. Court says, I know we are Scott's only family and he feels insecure about not being able to spend time with the whole family now that the show is ending. I think he wants to make sure we all see each other. Courtney doesn't have any makeup. My friend pointed out that Courtney doesn't have any uh, makeup in her talking heads. It's very natural looking. I don't know if Travis is helping her with that. Uh, we're in a new scene, Tristan and Chloe and all the circusy stuff. Uh, very overwhelming still, they say. They're bringing up Kim again. So they're really, they're really, they're really, uh, talking about surrogacy a lot in this episode. And they keep saying the same things over and over again. Um, 
Chloe goes, you know, Kim's journey is not my journey, which is fine. And maybe I'm naive thinking that it could be easy. It took a minute to process, um, you know, that I can't carry this baby. And now in phase two to find a surrogate, I can't think too far ahead. And that's where I am in the phase two. And I don't want to be rushed. You know, True is two and a half years old and I want her to have another sibling. And it's selfish of me not to do that, but I don't want to rush to do that. And I'm going to let myself have a year to decide. And Tristan says, yeah, we don't want to pick the wrong people and be in a pickle. You know, we got to do this. And Chloe laughs at Tristan saying pickle, which by the way, he's cheated with his pickle time and time again. And then they do one of those explosion handshakes where you like bump this and you go. I think that I think the explosion handshake should have went away a couple years ago. I think we really, we really drove that into the ground. You know, we're in a new scene. We're at Scott's house. We're with Chloe, Kim, Chris, and Courtney. They all come to surprise Scott and they go, we want to go boating with you. And they have all these like really rich people, like speed boats, like kind of like race cars. And they're like, don't you love this? We wanted to do something that you wanted to do, you know? And he's like, yeah, okay. And they go out to Scott's pool and they race um, these little expensive boats, like real rich people stuff. Cause these boats actually look cool and they like go fast. And I was like, oh, that kind of looks fun, but probably really expensive. Scott said, so what's really going on? Why am I getting all of you ladies here at the same time like this? And they say, well, we notice you're doing things. You're going out. You're helping me with law school flashcards. You're showing up at workouts. And Courtney goes, I always love spending time with Scott. We are friends. And then she laughs in the talking head. It was so dark, you guys. Courtney, like they literally go to a talking head of Courtney and go, I always love spending time with Scott. We are friends. And then she goes, <laughs> it was so dark. Talking, And she goes, we can just hang more. <laughs> Kim says, well, maybe you miss us or you think you're going to miss us. And Scott says, so many years we had together. What's it going to be like when I don't see you guys every day? And Chris says, you live a quarter mile from me. All you have to do is show up and I'll make you lunch, breakfast, dinner. I really do value this family. I'm in more than anything in the world, Scott says. We can trust each other. And at the end of the day, I don't think anything will come between us in this relationship. And Kim says, we are family. We will always be there. Scott and Kim say they're in a talking head together. They And Kim goes, you are still our brother. You're, and by the way, and I was like, you're actually more of a real brother than Rob is. Filming doesn't connect us. You connect us. You will always be our brother regardless of filming. And uh, she's like, you have your assistant call my assistant. Chris says, I'll always be your mom. And I'll, I'm here to listen to whatever you may need. And Scott says, well, you can't. I'm excited that you'll not be able to use the excuse anymore that you're filming. And Chris goes, I can't talk to you right now because I am filming. <laughs> it's cute. It's cute. Uh, new scene. We're with Chloe and Kim and they are in the car and they're bitching about their makeup. And Kim says, I told North that I was meeting Nori's black book today. And, and she goes, North had no clue who that was. And Chloe says, I hope whoever this is doesn't get cold feet. So they're going to meet Nori's Black Book. Tracy Romulus got a hold of Nori's Black Book, and she actually agreed to meet with us face to face. Um, and they're like going, I wonder who told her all the inside info she tweets about. How is she so spot on, they say. And Chloe says, I am shooketh. And we're in a new scene. And they say, Tracy has set this up. She's being so secretive about it. I bet it's somebody we know. She wants it to be such a surprise for us. And they go, is it Tracy? Um, is she is, uh, would she do that? And then we find out we meet Natalie Franklin, our friend, Natalie. Um, uh, it was so cool to see her, you guys. And 
they go, the legend right in front of us. Imagine that. Imagine being a fan of a family and then they say one day, the legend right in front of us. That is just, that is game, recognizing game right there. Natalie, um, I, you know, Natalie is like, are you, you guys real? This is insanity. And she says, I started this seven years ago. And I started it when you were doing the Babies Are Us collection. And I was writing as North before North was showing her face or before you were allowing North's face to be shown. And I was making fun of North not wanting to be in Babies Are Us. And, um, you know, that North is everything and more. And Kim is like, I was convinced it was somebody we knew. Um, she started, um, and, and, you know, she started this personality before North even had the personality and North ended up having the same personality that the account does. Um, and Natalie goes, yeah, well, I based it on Kim because Kim is so direct. So that's where the directness comes from. And then also with Kanye because of his ego and put those two together. And that's Nori's black book. And she goes, I try not to be cruel and, you know, I try to poke fun and it's always humorous and they love that they call Psalm Sam on the account, S-A-M, because Nori wouldn't want to spell out Psalm. And I lo- they call, they laugh about uh, Nori's black book calling the, you know, Malika and Khadija the Malikas. Um, and Natalie goes, well, you kind of know who the fan favorites are, are. And then she goes, Miss Jonathan blocked me way early in the game. She calls Jonathan Chebin <laughs> Miss Jonathan. <laughs> and then they ask her, is your, career, is your career goals to be a badass writer? And she goes, this was a hobby. Maybe you could make a career out of this. And, you know, um, and, and she goes, yeah, I think, you know, I, I mean, I don't like Natalie is so talented. I know she lives in Sacramento, but man, wouldn't that be cool if she could get like writing gigs out of this? I would be so happy for her. Um, but uh, she says every photo tells a thousand stories and Chloe says she's really so witty and good. And then we see, Ka- Con- uh, we see Kim FaceTime Kanye. It says Kanye and North picks up the phone and North is like kind of doing something. And Kim's like, I want you to meet Natalie. And North goes, hi. And Natalie goes, hi, like literally doesn't give her the time of day. Doesn't even look up. It was so funny and so North and I loved it so much. It was such a great little scene. And then they take a picture with Natalie and they teach her how to pose and you can see that photo online. And, uh, and that was the end of the episode. And next week, um, it's more Chloe and Tristan stuff. We see Courtney saying, shut the fuck up to Kim. So we know that's going to be good. But uh, I got to tell you that, that that scene with Natalie really warmed my heart because, you know, a lot of what we do, a lot of Stan culture and, and all this kind of pop culture, where it's really nice to see. And I was so nice that they were nice to her. Pardon me, was wondering if Chris is going to put a hit out on Natalie now for making fun of her failed talk show. But it was really cool to see. And I was so happy for Natalie. And I just, that kind of warmed my heart. And uh, it made me not want to make fun of the Kardashians as much tonight. So sorry about that, guys. But I can always make fun of Tristan. And Miss Jonathan, that's hysterical. Um, that is it for today, you guys. This is a quick episode, just a quick little hour and seven minutes. I hope you guys have the best weekend ever. Uh, I think I'm going to go to um, uh, Joshua Tree and hike and, and hopefully do some fun stuff and podcast. And I will talk to you guys again on Monday. Send some good energy out in the air if you if you think to for my potential podcast deal or whatever. But uh, I hope you guys have the best weekend with your family and your friends. And I am here if you need me. I will talk to you on Monday. Bye. Betches.